0: Hi guys i'm chris and uh mike and welcome back to this week's no limits a mitch rap or should i say tom clancy podcast
1: <laughs> how
0: you doing this week mike i'm great i just had
2: a great time with this last interview that you guys are going to hear today
0: yes it was, was fantastic that was a lot of fun yes it was so we are doing a little bit of a diverge away from midtrap and we wanted to keep up with the the times keep up with the moment so recently a movie just uh dropped on Amazon Prime uh called Without Remorse most of our readers who have read Tom Clancy or are up with the thriller world would have known about this movie would have known about this book and have watched it so we wanted to take some time and discuss it yeah and i think this is a great way to also get
2: ready for june where we have another movie to watch, and dare I say, another shitty movie to watch, <laughs> but I'll hold my tongue for now. Yes, um, hold, your, hold your tongue for now. We're getting to American Assassin in June, so let's uh, get our feet wet. Let's warm up with another movie review, and everyone's talking about it. So the reviews I've seen were mostly people who read the book, huge fans of the book, huge fans of Tom Clancy, And they have experience in either the military or with weapons training. I have neither of those things. So I was ready to have a fresh open mind and say, look, people didn't like it for this reason. People didn't like it for that reason. I'm purely going to watch it as an action flick. How's it hold up? Well, you're about to hear in our interview what (laughs) I and we all thought about how it holds up. And that's even without the bias. I was trying to not come to it with a, you know closed mind of, oh, they didn't follow the book, or oh, they got the weapons wrong, and I still didn't like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you found yourself agreeing with all the critics who had a legitimate reason to gripe about this movie so right. but i tried yes. to have an open mind you, you tried to have an open mind yes so we hope you enjoy this uh breakdown of w- the new movie without remorse with michael b jordan and we had a special guest Stephen Hendricks, who we've mentioned a couple times in this pod with his uh fabulous book reviews and drink pairings so yeah we hope you uh enjoy this interview
2: All right guys, today we welcome a very special guest <laughs> and social media friend of the podcast. Yes. We've we've mentioned him before. We've shared with you the audience his drink pairings every time we do a mid-trap book. We really enjoy his take on all things thriller. So welcome to the podcast, Stephen Hendricks.
1: Hey yes. guys. You're welcome. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming on with such
2: short notice. We were happy to, uh, to invite you. Pick your brain about the things you've been posting and working on. And then specifically, we'll get into Without Remorse.
1: Oh, no problem. Especially time of pandemic, it really wasn't a short time period. I mean, uh, everything, social media, uh, cell phones, Zoom. So right. you know, give me a couple of hours and uh, I can make it happen.
0: Right. We're always on screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, why don't we start off by you just telling us about yourself? Uh, you know, this is the time to brag about about <laughs> yourself. Just you know, tell us who you are, uh, what you do, you know, and sort of like sure. how you got in. I guess uh sure. you could follow up with like how you got into thrillers and stuff like that.
1: Sure, sure, thanks. Um Stephen Hendricks, and it's kind of funny when I introduce myself, um a lot of times I tell people Uh, it's Steven with a V and in my signatures on my emails, I capitalized the V because um, when I was 14, I played baseball and I got a trophy and they misspelled both my names. They spelled Stephen pH and they spelled Hendrix with an X. And I remember Mm. going home crying saying, that's not my name. I don't want this trophy. And I gave it to my mom. And, but yeah, it's Stephen Hendricks, uh, Stephen with the V and Hendricks, I C K S. Um, former Wichita State University football player, played football at Wichita State, graduated with a degree in communications.
0: Was Ted Lasso um, your coach?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, uh, my coach just went into uh, the College Football Hall of Fame. As nice. the first African American division one coach in right. the history of NCAA college football, Willie right. Jeffries. I, I didn't, I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an old guy. I <laughs> uh, graduated there and went on, uh, was a speech writer for the governor of Kansas for four years. Um, actually wrote Hallmark cards for a uh, number of years introduced the um, mahogany line a special line of cards for african-american consumers um, and then left there and i've been bouncing around with corporate uh, corporations all over the country actually all over the world uh, i've done some significant travel um, around the world matter of fact i had one year Actually, one job I had to get my passport papers replaced a couple of times because I was traveling around the world so much. Uh, yeah. That was when I was with Motorola and the introduction of cell phones, and and that's how I got into reading thrillers. Oh wow! Uh, spent a lot of time on international flights. Uh, Sixteen hours from Chicago to Tokyo, Beijing, Hong Kong. Uh, Europe, and I would just take uh, books with me. And my very first thriller book was Tom Clancy, Rainbow Six. Hey, nice. um, my best friend, we've been friends since third grade, uh, was reading a paperback and he had it in his gym bag. And it was all tore up and messed up. And He said, man, you got to read this book. This is really good. And he gave it to me and it was, it was a mess. I mean, the book was a mess, but after reading it, I thought, this is really good. And he's the reason now that I really don't purchase paperbacks. Um, I either I collect hardbacks and I listen to audiobooks. If I get a paperback, it's usually an ARC, uh, which I have plenty, uh, along the Vince Flynn line. Um, but I, I normally don't purchase paperbacks, uh, and I collect hardbacks. Mm-hmm. So Rainbow Six was my very first thriller book. And actually I've, I followed the series. I've only missed a couple of Clancy books, early Clancy books, but now, um, Avid, avid reader of Clancy and a number of other, uh, books. And this last Tom Clancy book by Mark Cameron, uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, I gave Mark a call and said, because I'm a big fan of Mark Cameron. And I said, Hey, look, you know, I hope you won't be offended, but people of color read these books too. And, I've been reading your books and there's just no people of color in your books. And believe it or not, guys, true story, uh, Shadow of the Dragon. He asked me to help him edit and character develop one of the supporting characters in the book. And I did that and sent him some names and he named a character. He gave her a female my surname so she's a cia operative in shadow of the dragon and her name's monica hendricks oh, I
2: love and that. then nice. he
1: surprised me by put throwing in a line because i saw the um arc before the book came out and the arc didn't have this in there but the final book did mm-hmm. and it was a line that monica hendricks is husband was named steve hendrix wow uh, so you're yeah, in you're, you're in the, in the series <laughs> <laughs> yes and i told voice. him i said just don't kill her off that's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill her off so but yeah oh, she, wow. she's a major character in uh, shadow of the dragon now he has another one coming out in november um a jack ryan on the tom clancy and then don bentley is doing Target or Choir on the Jack Ryan Jr. side. And that comes out in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. June 8th, I believe. That's, That's such a great story,
2: Because you know I'm a teacher um, in Washington D.C. and Mm -hmm. I'm always telling my kids you got to speak up. You know (laughs) something's on your mind. You you gotta you gotta say what it is. And what's the worst that's gonna happen? Someone's gonna brush you off and say come back another time. Well, you know you gotta speak up or else the change isn't gonna isn't gonna come. So
1: that's really inspiring to hear. Yeah, and he's just a super super nice guy. I uh, we talk maybe maybe once a month. Um, he just came out with Bone Rattle. And um, I did the ARC for that as well. Uh, the advanced reader's copy of that and uh, posted the review. And he gave me, I gave him a call and said, hey, look, why did they change the hardcover feel of the book? The pre other two previous books were the coolest hardbacks. If you feel the, hardback it has a kind of a rough sandy feel to the to the book well this one bone rattle doesn't have that feel Mm. and he said Stephen, I don't know he said only thing is they showed maybe three or four you know uh, boards and images and said you know this is what we're looking at and I didn't realize that once you make it big time the authors don't have a whole lot of say. Yeah, no, or...
0: they lose more and more say. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Cover.
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. It gets passed on to the rest of the right. team. <clears throat> right. 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 Well, sp- speaking of the covers, uh, since you mm-hmm. did bring that up and the feel of a book, yeah. where did this incredible idea come to post your reviews <laughs> along with a drink pairing? And in honor, I'm going to crack open a local brew here, three All right. Charlottesville, Virginia. So, uh, is Hell's it an IPA a, okay, or I got a Miller Lite? So um, it's a local. Well, it's called local logger. So local logger. Yeah, it, it's a oh. logger.
1: Well, very uh, interesting story. Um, I started out just when I ever I was listening to a book or reading a book, I would um, have my own personal drink or adult brever- beverage smoothie cup of coffee, whatever, and then I got the actually got the ideal from uh, reading a Jack Reacher book, where Jack Reacher always drinks black coffee. So I would start. Out, I started out doing just the different coffees or wherever I would get a cup of coffee, and then I realized, okay, listen or read very closely if they mention in the book. If someone's having a, a beverage, adult beverage or a Coke or whatever, you know, just pair that up with the book when I write the review and uh, go from there. So that's how it started. But actually, uh, my stepdad owned a liquor store in Kansas City in the urban area, um, low income, but he would order the small I guess they call them half pipe, 200 milli, milligrams. Uh, he passed away in August. And we sold, uh, my mom and I and sister, we sold the liquor store. And we sold all the liquor back to the uh, distributors. But they wouldn't buy the, the really small bottles back. They said, nah, just keep them because they just weren't going to make any money on them. Um, and that's because of the price point. That's that's why they didn't buy them back. So I have a house full of <laughs> half-pint liquor, and I'm like, I'm not going to drink all this because I don't really drink a whole lot. I, I hardly ever. Your I mean, neighbors have, must love you. Oh, I tell you. My golf buddies, are. Yeah. but I haven't played golf in a while. But, yeah, I, I had my – um uh, shooting partner. I, I go to a range quite a bit. Uh, he comes over all the time. What do you got in the fridge out in the garage? <laughs> I got a refrigerator that's just full of liquor, guys. Uh, so Are now I have? just kind of, yeah, I just kind of yeah. match them up if it kind of looks good or, and a lot of them I still do, uh, depending on like, uh, Jack Carr's book. Uh, his, his character, James Reese, drinks coffee with the honey. coffee with the honey. Yeah. So Black the last review that I did, yeah, the last review I did, I had the a cup of a clear cup of coffee with a bottle of honey, there you and go. Uh, I wrote the review. So yeah, that's a, that's where it comes from.
0: Nice. I want to touch on something you said about you know how you contacted Mark Cameron about people of color reading these books, and you know the times we're in, I feel like this question is is you know, very present. How do you feel? Majority, of the thriller writers have done in um, addressing the audience of color. Uh, you know, as a as a man of color, how do you, how do you feel about that?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Uh, that's why I called in and asked him. I, I felt real comfortable with calling and asking um, because his books um, in his different series. Most of them are here in the United States. I love Mark Grainy, but you know the Gray Man is international, and you know there's there's just not a lot of of people of color uh, internationally. There are in the CIA. My dad was a retired colonel in the army. My dad reported directly to Colin Powell in the Pentagon when uh, Secretary Powell was. General Colin Powell for the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So there are people, uh, people of color in government, in the FBI, Secret Service. Um, matter of fact, we, we used to live in Virginia, Burke, Virginia, Fairfax County there. That's where my uh, in-laws live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I just called him up and said, Hey, look, you know, you're doing these books that there are people of color in these positions. Uh, Jack Jr. in one of his books um, had African-American girlfriend, but she got killed off. So I'm not giving anything away, you know, spoiler alert, but yeah, he had an African-American girlfriend in and one of his uh, books. Um, but yeah, I, I just felt like, you know, I, 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 I just wanted to see more people of color. Um, Ben Coles and I talked about it. He has, you know, Hispanics in his, Don Bentley, um, his character, uh, best friend of uh, Fido, photo. I can't remember his name. He's African American sniper. Um, I think there's only one African American author out there that writes and that's, um, Nicholas Irving, and he's uh, a sniper. His books are The Reaper. He's got about three or four of them out. We'll have to yeah. cover
2: one of those on the podcast. Yeah, It'll be a good. Series. Have you read?
1: Uh, have yeah. you read any of uh,
0: Sean Cosby's?
2: No, I haven't. Oh, Blacktop Wasteland is a knockout. It's not. It's not. It's it's like it's a
0: crime thriller, but it's not like okay, uh, okay. It's it's Blacktop Wasteland. It came out last year. It's up for like all these awards. Yeah, highly, highly recommend it. Very good. It's like
2: crime noir, like southern uh, crime noir, but you get a lot of plot lines and action scenes that are very much thriller esque. The it's not CIA, you know, spy international intrigue thriller, thriller. mm -hmm. but. Man, it's probably, I think we both agreed, Chris, our favorite book of 2020. Uh,
0: really yeah, so. it's up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm interested for his next one. But yeah.
2: And his next so, one. Yeah. Razorblade Tears comes out soon. So
0: Nicholas Irving. Yeah, I, I was just, there. I was just so. interested, you know, how you, I don't know, because I feel like. I, I hope I answered your question. On, a lot I just, of these books are yeah. just very, I don't know, they're very, they're very white. So I.
1: Well, yeah, I they are. How, and that's why I called Mark. And uh, yeah. actually, no, I glad. called, I'm glad. I called, um, Ben Coles, Mark Graney, Mark Cameron, and Don Bentley. Um, And they all three, hey, Stephen, you're dead on, right on. So, yeah, um, real interesting conversation with 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 Ben, though, Ben, Ben, Ben's a little different, but he he's he's up front. And I kind of like that, you know. I mean, he, he just basically told me, Hey, that, you know, I'm writing to the audience. It's very, very conservative. Um, a lot of right wing. Um, right. You know, he says, even, you know, I'm glad that you read our books, but you know, you've done a lot for the, for the genre with your reviews, but you know, he writes to the audience and that's what the audience is. What well, makes me think
2: is Marcus DeMond, uh, also a podcast favorite yeah. in the Rapture. <laughs> I think he might have been around from the very first rap book. He was. You know, he was yeah, in he Transfer was. Of Power. He was. He was in he Transfer was. Of Power, yep. He was. And besides rap and Kennedy, would he be a character? Probably, I'm just thinking out loud, probably comes up in more rap books than anyone else because
0: I think he's Scott in more Coleman books is than left Scott. out of
2: a few. Scott's left out of a Yeah, I think he's in more books than Scott. So besides Irene and Mitch... I would venture to say Marcus might be the most reoccurring, third most reoccurring character, but I'm just thinking out loud. I'm not really sure.
1: No, I I, I like the idea, and you know what? I'm, we're gonna dive into without remorse, but yes, it was not as bad as American Assassin. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> mm. I'm sorry, that movie. What a mm. disappointment. Mm. I mean, yeah, if, we if have it on comes on television that, now, dude. I'm not watching it. Oh. I just can't. I just can't, man. I blocked I, it, it out.
2: I I, re- <sighs> I saw it when it came out, and I just said in my mind, "This doesn't exist." I haven't given it an ounce of thought since Chris and I started this podcast. Like, I, I don't. I don't
1: want it to exist.
2: <laughs> but but anyway. you know,
1: I read so many reviews on it, and I'm really into the character development when I'm reading. A thriller character development just, it really matters to me because that's when you're reading, that's how you visualize and imagine. If that character has been developed and you can just sit there and read and imagine that person, it just makes it so much easier. If, if they, if it's written to where they're a good character, I was really shocked that they, they placed an African American woman as Irene Kennedy. To be honest with you, it wasn't that bad, and I think Michael Keaton was a great.
0: Yeah, I, great Hurley. I, I would agree. I didn't he have a He was with. an
1: awesome Hurley. I mean, they couldn't have played that, but Mitch Rapp, that guy. Oh man, man. that was so disappointing. <laughs> yeah, that's not Mitch Rapp. Right, just like well, Tom Cruise is not Jack Reacher.
0: Oh uh, yeah, he's also like what? Because Jack Reacher, what is supposed to be six five and 6'5, uh, 240. 240. and 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 because uh, I've I've read a lot of Reacher and Tom Cruise. Well, see, the problem is like you think of Tom Cruise as being a bigger than he actually is. Tom Cruise is actually a very small guy. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he but wears not, lifts in his shoes.
0: He does. I'll yeah. agree with you on Stan and I guess we're jumping ahead because we're, we're, we're doing American assassin next month, but we'll, we'll, we we'll got to have you back
1: for yeah, back. Sure, I'd love to. <laughs>
0: we'll hit it a little bit here. I agree with it. that Stan and um, Michael Keaton spot on casting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I didn't Sound have a problem a with, thing. with Irene. Like I thought she was, Stan. she was good. Yeah. And I, I feel like Irene is, is such a, like her character, you could see anybody being Irene. Like she's mm-hmm. just a brilliant woman, you know, like you, you, as long mm-hmm. as you have a strong, brilliant woman in there, like that's Agree. perfect. She's, she's
2: also of Lebanese descent, I believe, in the sure. book, at least oh, on I think really? her mother's side. So I definitely saw her complexion as a little, you know, I, I thought that was a great casting as well. And to go a little bit more towards the African-American side, didn't bother me for Irene either. I thought she played the role really well. Sana Latham thought they did a good mm-hmm. job with that. She's a good actress, yeah. man. Yeah. Good looking, too. Yeah. Yes. And then, I mean, to pivot to Without Remorse, it really wasn't just Michael B. Jordan who starred. I really enjoyed Lieutenant Commander Greer. I thought she was fantastic. And then I just found out today, I didn't even know watching it, she was pregnant filming. And she did most of the action scenes herself. So Wow. Really,
0: I didn't know that. I just heard yeah, that neither like, did I. That's on news a review. To
2: me. I had no idea. And so just the respect I have for her in that position. Some people think she was overshadowed by Michael B. Jordan because what a compelling presence on, on screen. But boy, did I think she held her own, especially being represented as, I guess, what could be considered the first female Navy SEAL.
1: Right. Right. I right. thought
2: she was rock solid. All
1: right. Well, so I watched that's... it with my Navy daughter. And okay. um, what did she think? She picked it apart. Right. Um, but guys, I thought it was like watching a WWE. Is that what they still call it? WWE? Yeah. It's very entertaining. It was very yeah, entertaining. Right.
0: It no, was see, entertaining. That's what I want to say. This this movie, Without Remorse, it now has a 45% on the tomato meter uh, with the critics. and has a 41% audience score. So people did not really like this. And you know before we... Started recording. We were talking about how this was being done by Taylor Sheridan and Stefano selima who have done in the past uh, Sicario. You know, I love that movie, and Taylor Sheridan does. Um, uh, what I just I'm blanking on the name Yellowstone. You know, a lot of people love that, including myself. I wasn't expecting more out of them. I don't know. That's that's what I was going to say. But I add the caveat to that. Is this movie was entertaining? I thought, like it, no. more entertaining than American Assassin.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I the problem I I had with, um, without remorse, and again, Hollywood and books they never match up. I mean, right? Just get used to it. Uh, I, I, I remember doing a review, book versus movie review. And matter of fact, that's my next project. I'm, I'm going to start doing a lot of book versus movie and um, reviews just because I, I think it needs to be done. But I did not expect it to follow the book
0: at all. The book is very what, like in of its time, right? So,
1: right, Cold right. War. It was the Vietnam War, yeah, right. in the 70s. Uh, John Kelly then was fighting drug dealers, right? Um, that type of thing. And to be honest, I also read that the movie at first they were going to have a drug dealer actually kill his wife in the oh. movie. And they, they re- rewrote the script for whatever reason. But they were trying to keep it to some adaptation of the book. But the book was just awesome. The book is the introduction of John Kelly. John Kelly, John Clark is Jack Ryan's hammer. Yeah. He's the guy that takes action opposed to Jack Ryan. Who's the kind the of analyst. the brains? Yeah, the yeah, analysts. yeah, yeah. So John Kelly's just a badass. I mean, that's that's just it. He's just that hammer, and he does it so well. But in the movie, there were just little things my daughter picked up on. She's air crew with um, the Navy. She transports seals, and she said, "Dad, there are." They do allow female SEALs, but they are never, ever going to go to theater, no. meaning combat roles, combat roles. They'll be back here in Tampa at Special Operations Command at McDeal or Coronado Island or, um, Little Creek, Virginia, Virginia Beach. And I'm, um, more of an administrative role but she said the Navy, the Marines allow women into combat but the Navy does not. And then she picked up on they should get the little things right mm-hmm. like right. carrying your cover uh, in the proper arm, uh, her breast ribbons were, weren't were correct uh, the way they were done. I wouldn't have picked up on that but right. You got a lot of veterans out there, a lot of current military people. They're like, "This is trash." Yeah, because you got to get the little things right. You can't fire an automatic weapon for twenty minutes without running out of ammo.
2: Very few mag changes. I I mean, I I don't. I didn't count the number of bullets and whatnot, and and look at the type of weapon, but. Even someone untrained, as me, I haven't fired much besides a rifle. Even me, I was like, I'm not buying these action sequences. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine what that means for somebody with the training and the know-how. And and if
1: you get shot with a 50 caliber, you're not going to be wallowing around screaming and crying. It's going to blow something off. Right. And you're going to bleed out in a matter of seconds. That guy got shot. I don't know if it was in the leg or stomach or wherever it was, but he got shot with a 50 caliber. Yeah. Yeah. That enemy
2: at the gate scene was, I was like, what's going on here (laughs) where he grabs the mirror. And and then there's a sniper with a 50 cal in a hallway. I'm like a sniper in a hallway and you're missing the guys. That was very confusing. Very confusing. What's
1: going on here? (laughs) Yeah. So I, you know, I don't want to be critical, but it, it was just,
0: no, that's what we brought you You, on. Like, you
1: read books, yeah. and and that's what I like about Tom Clancy books. Tom Clancy, that's why yes. they're so thick. Yes, I mean, get that stuff right. He writes about how a bullet reacts when it hits a body or if it hits a wall. I mean,
0: that's He's why they're clinical. so thick.
1: Very clinical. Yes, it's yeah. just so many details, and I was just disappointed in, in that aspect right. of it. And that's why, you know, in my review, I said it was kind of like a 80s movie on late night cable television. Right. I mean, yeah, I'd watch it and it, it was entertaining. But um, just the, some of the little things, uh, grabbing hold of a, a car that's on fire, a handle, and then shooting a guy in the face or head and you get out and you don't have any blood or anything on you. I mean, you know, you you, you got to get some reality in there when you're when you're doing these movies.
0: I think that's why we see the audience score being so low. Like you, you could kind of tell this movie was never going to impress the critics. Like but if the movie is is still true to either the book or uh, appeases the readers or, you know, the moviegoers. Then they're right. going to appreciate the movie.
2: This one but doesn't. Yeah, the,
0: it it missed all these cues. You know, from the very beginning, we get I don't know, the, the movie at times was very confusing. Like
1: right. and the plot line.
0: The plot the plot line was just like all over the place. I, I will say the one highlight I think that Michael B. Jordan's performance was very good. Mm-hmm. Although he himself seems to be this like I just saw Creed or I saw Killmonger, like he's very right. It's he. I don't Robotic. Know, he's kind of like, like Steven Seagal, or you know. But I I did like his performance, and also Mike, you said that Jodie Turner Smith, she she gave a very good good performance as which I guess is now Greer's uh James Greer's I think um, niece,
2: uh, Nef- uh, niece? niece. Yeah, niece, right. I think that's what they're going right. on for. Yeah.
0: I was hoping we would see like so we did have that little post credit scene where he says he wants to start Rainbow. and You mentioned mm-hmm. you you read. Right. Rainbow Six is your first novel. I was hoping we would get um, James Greer from, you know, uh, Wendell Carter, right? That's his name from The Wire. Jack Ryan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from Jack Ryan. We we would get him coming over, you know, because it's supposed to be this whole Ryan verse in the Amazon world. They still have an
2: opportunity for that. I think they set themselves up very well to get that. That might be one of the few things the movie does well, is set up where they want to go. And I don't know. There was a studio change. So I also had heard Paramount own the film because they made all the other Clancy films. And mm-hmm. it was after they, the, the production filming really happened and COVID hit when they knew they weren't going to go to cinema. And I mean, you were going to be up against Tenet if you tried to release in cinema early. And if you delayed, you were going to be up against James Bond. You know, we're still waiting on. And so they were like, let's just sell it to Amazon, go straight to streaming. And I feel like somewhere in that tr- transition, the whole story just got recut. Things got Oh, so originally this was out. never
0: supposed to be an Amazon movie.
2: No, it no. wasn't.
0: It no. was sold to oh, Amazon afterwards. That makes sense. I, I didn't know that because I, I was just assuming that because Amazon had the Jack Ryan series, they were trying to build upon no. their Ryanverse by doing this.
2: I think now they will. No. I think now, now they that will. might be the problem. Yeah. Yeah. But it made this movie, I feel like, have a lot of jumping around and and mismanagement on the cutting room floor. I feel like there are scenes I bet sitting somewhere that a lot of fans would have wanted that for some reason or another didn't fit this new storyline they were Mm -hmm. trying to tell.
1: You know, one of the, one of the things that I was talking to a good friend, my, I was telling you guys earlier, my shooting buddy, he's a retired um, Homeland Security federal agent. And I had we had watched Thirteen Hours a couple of weeks ago. That is one of my favorite movies. Fantastic. It is an awesome movie. They got things right. And this is a a, a gun guy. I mean, he trains federal agents on how, how to shoot. He taught my son, who's in the Coast Guard, uh how to shoot. And matter of fact, my my son's home for uh Mother's Day. And right. he's about to uh, deploy back in June or in June. And he has to requalify They're change in the Coast Guard. They're changing from 40 caliber, uh 40 calibers to uh Glock 19s, Mitch Rapska. There we go. <laughs> so we're, we're going shooting. And uh, he was telling me, without remorse, was you know, okay, maybe three stars out of five. But 13 hours? that's a five-star movie right i mean it it was just dead on dead on in the small things you know
2: Yep, you got to get the small things right even like with a thriller book you turn off such a large portion of the audience Mm -hmm. missing out on those opportunities Mm -hmm. and then so let's say you don't get the small things right you darn well better get the acting right which i think this movie mostly does Mostly and then not. the third thing, you better get the plot right, which this movie yeah. absolutely does not no. that might be the weakest part to me if you can get over the details and say, "I'm watching a film, they're going to take liberties, like I'm okay with taking liberties with the female lieutenant commander, but I'm not okay with a shitty
1: plot
0: line that doesn't yeah. up yeah it, it was no, all over the place
2: makes no sense
0: you
1: couldn't so, i I couldn't put it together
0: right. Could you take away Tom Clancy from this title and it would should just be a regular movie. I think you could. I don't yeah, I, I, think I think it would think you, still being really. Think it you could. Still be a no, I, bad it would still movie. like but I, I that's the problem, right?
1: But that, that that's a good it, good point. That's a It really doesn't
0: have you know, it this is supposed to be a Clancy adaptation. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think you could you could just strip away, not call it without remorse, not call it Tom Clancy's Without Remorse and call it something else and the they would release it. And it'd be the same movie, you know, like, yeah, like, like you said, Stephen, Don Clancy got his details, right? Like, that's why his books are so big. And yeah. if you're going to, you're going to try to adapt something of his and not even attempt to try to get the details, right? Like that, that's just gross negligence to me. you know, you know one,
2: speaking of adaptation, I kind of liked in the opening scene, how they were in Syria. And when they found a Russian arms depot, I was like, Oh, cool. We are going to get a bit of that international espionage thriller and they're going to take Clancy's Vietnam era and kind of modernize it with the Syrian conflict and the Russians being involved and American interests versus, you know, ISIS and just so many different players. I was like, I would be okay if this kind of goes into that territory and then it doesn't. And then I'm like, Okay. So will they stick to the story and bring in? the drug gangs and the thieves and will Clark be going after those kind of guys? No, no they don't do that either. So I feel like mm-hmm. they didn't know what they wanted to stick to, even from the opening scene. I and mean, we never right. go back to Syria. And I was like, I was hoping they explored that. And then they never explored the drug cartels. And I don't know where they wanted to go with this.
0: Yeah. I wanted to ask you, what did you guys think of uh R- Riker? So if you don't Reykjavn. know about, no um the oh ritter ritter ritter, ritter sorry ritter. guy so if you didn't read if you don't read tom clancy which like me like my wife doesn't she was like he's <laughs> the ba- he's the bad guy like from the very, caroline watched it with me and she's like he's the bad guy and because i i had heard his name i knew obviously he's he becomes the you know he's a good guy throughout the series but i didn't spoil it for her well, what did you think of of, of ritter in the movie
1: I thought he at, at, at the beginning, I automatically thought he was the bad guy. And then, but, and they, the camera angles and yeah. the conversation and, you know, uh, John Kelly choking him out and staring him down, you know, I, I thought he was, but something told me it was the secretary of defense it was so it was a little on the nose
2: to be honest yeah. with you
0: Yeah, like you have the highest the like P- guy pierce is like the the biggest actor in, in this in this movie i guess michael michael b jordan's pretty big too historically though
2: if you're talking around for decades yeah so, like guy, Pearce. guy Guy pierce is pretty yeah. big so yeah, yeah. Uh, not he normally
1: guy? play a bad guy he plays these kind of bad,
2: sneaky, yeah these I, he was the bad shady. guy in
0: like iron man and yeah yeah. He wasn't a bad guy memento. I love
2: you that. see him and you just automatically know, like, oh, okay, he's, putting he's up to song. something. Like, yeah. He's up to yeah. something. They forced it with Ritter, though, because that opening scene where they're on the chopper for the extract out of Syria, which, by the way, they get on the chopper and then it's 100% fine. It's not even rocky. There's no noise. They can just have a conversation in the back of the chopper with the doors open. I'm like, yeah, no headsets or anything. Okay. That's that's Um, not what happens. You know, no rockets fired at him or, you know, tracers going, whizzing past the window. But anyway, Mm -hmm. I was like, it's on the nose that they're setting up this conflict where John Kelly is going to disagree with this guy and this guy withheld Intel. It's too obvious. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. they're going to make you think he's the bad guy. And then secretly he's going to be the hero in the end in some way.
1: Yeah, and then he the, wasn't on the copter. He, he, he wasn't, wasn't on the plane. On the chopter, and he wasn't on the plane. Wasn't on the plane. Now the the plane scene was kind of cool in a sense. I mean, yeah,
0: that that was a cool scene. Like there's there's aspects of this movie that had, like I said, like were entertaining. And so I talked to my dad about it. He watched it um, at the same time we were watching it, and you know he he doesn't read books really and he's like i enjoyed it i don't know why people were crapping on it and so i think you know certain action things and he also is not very big into you know details and stuff like that so he just likes to be entertained and that's what i think think, yeah i think you know are you not entertained you know this (laughs) this movie (laughs) you know (laughs) for a certain uh sect of people you know would do that but for the the clancy heads out there and the thriller heads out there You know did did not did not satisfy
2: so the plane scene was pretty baller i i think it might have been the most exciting or edge of your seat that i was in the whole movie yeah uh for Ah. sure carolyn
1: carolyn's like hitting me
0: like what is he going to get what What is he he going to get yeah i'm like I, i was thinking like why does he need the gear and then oh he needs the boat he wanted the boat what i don't understand
2: is they knew they were dead meat without the boat why did the rest of the team just be like, no, man, we got to go. Like, I feel like seals it would have been like, we're going together to get the damn boat. There wouldn't right. be this discord of some are trying to escape. One guy's like, no, 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 <clears throat> everybody come back. I feel like that dynamic was so off. I think they all would have had the exact same plan and executed it together. It was cool to watch Michael B. Jordan go off and collect the like um, the life jackets and inflate them to pull them to the, to, the, to the surface. But I was like, "A seal's not. Gonna, I, is he really going to go off on his own right now to get the boat to save everyone? That that would be a, a team thing." So I, it was fun, but there were also parts I was sitting there like, "I don't know if I buy
0: this." Yeah, that was the most Mitch Rappy scene. That was. I, like I, I can think of. But. It was, and then what about
2: the prison yeah. scene? What did you guys think of the prison scene? That fight was pretty good. Oh. He's yeah. badass, man. He's badass. <laughs> that might have been my favorite hand-to-hand like actual Michael B Jordan fucking shit up scene.
0: <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of the the scene in Mittrap where he goes to prison and he realizes like I need to I have to start a fight with this one group in order to show my respect to this other group and michael b jordan knows what's coming so like that that was actually pretty cool i think i think i think you pick up the two best scenes like the no. when he's on the airplane and in the prison and then the yeah. rest of the movie was kind uh, of you know. speaking of plot though
2: why was he fighting the, the guards in prison i feel like oh yeah it, i don't know were gonna i don't take know why are <coughs> they gonna take him to the russians and let the russians
1: kill him yeah, that but, he told he told uh, Greer. He said, "You got to get me out of here because yeah. why did they put me in a in a prison where the Russian criminals are?" He right. said, "They're going to get to me here." Yeah, but w-
2: was it kind of a trope to at that exact moment when they're like fifty dudes are lined up in riot gear, all of a sudden, what was it a U.S. marshal comes to bail him out?
1: FBI agent, He's like at FBI that exact agent. moment. Yeah. I was like, FBI,
0: like the the rest of the prison guards are going to listen to that one FBI agent when they're being told to get this guy killed. Like,
2: I don't know. I don't know. Just, that just was
0: very it was. I don't know.
2: So was he maybe stalling for time by fighting those guys? He knew Greer was going to get him out and he was just buying his time.
1: Well, was he told he he, he told that that one prison guard that he wasn't going anywhere because. He wouldn't tell him where they were going to take him. He That's said, "I'm just, uh, I'm just going to stay here unless you tell me where you're taking me. I'm going to stay right here." But well, come on, so he, just, he knew
2: he just killed all those guys or took them out, and then they hand him a phone. Here you go, sir. There's a phone call for you from somebody important. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, he had threatened to start breaking some necks. So we- <laughs> true. All right. All right. That was like the hostage rescue team putting the phone right, in before right, you snap right. some more necks. Okay. Right. All right.
0: Mm. Right. All right. The the last thing I have is: Do you understand why the one guy killed himself in Russia? I I don't I don't understand that part of the plot at all. So I need someone to shed light on that.
2: Okay, I had to think about it for a long time. Which to me, if you have to analyze the plot that deep and it's still not holding water, I don't know if it was worth it in the in the start, but. (laughs) Basically, he either was convinced so there's two scenarios. Was he he was working for the CIA, but was he an American undercover with the Russian Special Forces, or was he Russian Special Forces who was turned to do the yeah. CIA's bidding? I, I couldn't tell which one it was. I thought he was a double agent. On our side.
1: I I just thought he was a double agent and uh, the the part that bothered me, guys. Four bl- bricks of C four. It right. would have took that whole building down. Right. Right. Not just right. that little space. <laughs> four bricks of C four. There would have been a hole in the ground.
2: The Russians make some good walls. They make some solid <laughs> ass walls.
1: <laughs>
0: Especially the, fi- the, the the fifty cal comes through, and it just, I think it just goes like through his shoulder. It doesn't like really. Really like take it it all, yeah. (laughs) You don't see
2: chunks of concrete even with the fifty cal shots. Chunks of concrete, not spraying everywhere. You just get some
0: dust. Yeah. Uh, What? Yeah, that the Russian scene just like really confused me. Like I I didn't because what was he being paid for by? Obviously, Ritter is not involved anymore. Secretary of Defense is involved. So, did the Secretary of Defense pay him, or? Was he just, was he actually like working for the Russians and, you know, based off of all these things? Like they wanted, I, I. So I, they, needed, I
2: don't know. they needed dead Americans on yes. US soil. But what I don't war. understand is was Rykov then so radicalized? Somebody, the sectef, or somebody, convinced him blow up the suicide vest to kill the team and you'll be a martyr because you'll be the reason. This sequence of events and this war will start. Like, wh- why would he have? I don't understand why he would have done that. It, okay, uh-huh. if if he was a double agent working for us, and he was tied to that chair with a timer or some other remote detonation device that would go off as soon as John Kelly's team came in, I think that's more believable than having Rykov give this like thirty second monologue of <laughs> "I'm gonna die and complete the mission and start a war." What? Why would this trained operative so, blow himself up?
0: I didn't get one it. One thing yeah. I just remembered he remember in the scene where Rykoff is in Michael uh, or John Kelly's house, house and he, he's the one who shoots his wife. And then remember the guy who's with him says, I'm ready. And he shoots the guy. Shoots that guy. So, yeah. That guy. And so I, I, you're actually, now that you're bringing that up, and see, that's the problem. I, It took me now. I I watched this movie two days ago. It didn't, it took me now two days plus talking to two other people who also watched this movie to understand that that guy really was radicalized because he shot a fellow Russian on US soil in order to have that evidence placed there. Mm -hmm. And so that guy was crazy. Well, the initial,
2: (laughs) well, no, that mission, that part of the mission makes sense because the SecDef's initial plan was to have. Dead Russian operatives in John Kelly's home, so America could pin it on the Russians. And when yeah, that and then happened, the guy
0: was like so committed to it that he's like, "All right, they're going to come find me, they and come I'm going to kill them, Russian so now that now. way they're dead in Russia."
2: Still, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I don't know. Why would he need to kill himself? Like, it, you know, right? Like yeah, they could have just blew just up had the, the snipers, building with the Americans yeah, in both, there. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. So, or plus,
2: if the snipers were going to take them out, why did you need a guy with C4? because the snipers were supposed to do it unless that was the fail safe was r- and how many right did they the, have they had the
1: three three, snipers. Had three At least
2: snipers three snipers yeah and then they shoot I the cop know.
1: and it then all the other confusing. cops run
2: to so they knew there was a sniper <laughs> yet all the other cops come into the scene and crash it and stand around and just look around so you had all these cops on the street knowing there's a sniper scenario and they're all just running around on the street doing nothing yeah I don't uh, know.
0: That was a tough one. Wow. Well, this is, this was, was a tough yeah, one. That was a tough movie. All right. Well, let's wrap it up by saying, Stephen, what were your winners and losers of this movie?
1: Uh, Michael B. Jordan is very charismatic. I think he, I don't want to say saved the movie, but um, just the fact that um, I thought he played the role fairly well. I mean, um, losers. I just, I I didn't understand the plot, guys. I, I, yeah. I couldn't put two and two together, and um, it, it just, I tried to not compare it to the book. Right. But that was just so hard because, like you said earlier, Chris, you mentioned Tom Clancy, and things are just button up, they're tight, they're good. I expected a lot more. I, I, I gave it a C minus, the entire movie, a C minus. Uh, I was entertained, but I, 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 I wasn't. It's not like. Uh, I'm glad I have to go pay to, to go see it. Oh, right. yeah. No, I,
0: I was glad that was right. Amazon movie. I would have been up, kind of upset if I had I would have been mad if I paid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then Losers, nah. no no offense. I love the um the actress that that played the female Navy SEAL, she did a great job, but realistically, I mean, my daughter is like, nah, that that, yeah. that that's <laughs> just not going to happen. Yeah, no,
0: I I agree with you. I think I I do think the winner of this was Michael B. Jordan because the one thing I think I think I could take from the movie is I could see him being, you know, John Clark or or John Kelly, like in. Mm-hmm. The the Ryan verse that Amazon is trying to build, I I could right. see that happen. I don't love the you know origin story movie that Amazon decided to present for him, or you know whatever they were given. I, I don't love this version, but I can see him. And I did enjoy you know the whole little what what are they called stingers at the end of the movie? I, I enjoyed that where I know. you know he said the he wants to start this, the post credits wants yeah, to start yeah. the, the rainbow the rainbow team. So. And
1: that's the, the neat thing about movies versus books. I think Harrison Ford was the best Jack Ryan mm. that you could ever imagine. I mean, Alec Baldwin and Hunt for Red October, uh, you know, he, he was okay. But Harrison Ford was just spot on. Right. Spot on. Um, now, you know, when you read a Clancy book and – you read John Kelly or John Clark, you know. I can visualize Michael B. Jordan being there. No, right. That, I, I, that, yeah,
0: that's what I was saying. I, I think I could character. do that. Right.
2: Would do you think we'll eventually see John Krasinski in one of the Michael B. Jordan movies as president? Is that coming? That would be.
1: That would be cool. Is that, that would coming? Because
2: cool. I think he's great as That'd the be character. So cool. I like yeah. John Krasinski as Jack Ryan
0: because yeah. he's Who's like dude? nerdy, quirky. Like, Cause cause that's what Jack analyst. Ryan is. That's why I did not like Shadow Recruit.
2: Yeah, who was that guy?
0: Uh, uh, Chris Pine. Chris
2: Pine. Chris Pine. They,
0: they yeah. made Jack Ryan be more of a military badass than he should be. Which is Clark. He has. Yeah. He. he had, they. They sort of combined the two characters there a little bit, like Ooh. in Shadow Recruit. Yeah. In Shadow Ooh. Recruit. Yeah. But Ooh. I digress. Yeah, I'm with you guys. The
2: dialogue was garbage, so I'll throw <sighs> that in as another loser. As another loser. We got to yeah. get the gear. We got to get the gear. We got to get the gear. I know you got to get the gear. Um, <laughs> uh, just some of it was a little forced. And all we had to do to kind of figure out the plot just shows that the storytelling and the visuals couldn't carry that on its own. No. And, and then again, the dialogue had to narrate for you what was going mm. on at a few times. Like the characters had to say out loud what was happening to catch you up. And I think good storytelling, visual storytelling, the scene, the dynamics between the characters that should come through without, you know, someone need to say to Ritter, Ritter, you withheld information from us. You knew there were Russians there and you didn't tell us. We should have known that from the visuals, the descriptions of the Russians, the dialogue in the fight instead of afterwards him having right. to choke him out and, and narrate for us. it So some yeah. of that was a loser. I'm, I'm going to say, I, I think Jody Turner Smith might've, I don't want to say better than Michael B. Jordan's performance because I kind of expected Michael B. Jordan's. I just thought she rose to the occasion
1: Yeah,
2: uh, in that, she if it, even if it's unbelievable, I think the acting um, that she brought to it, I thought held up to Michael B. Jordan where no one else held a candle to him. I thought mm-hmm. she was at least to rate. She was able to race to his level which was if good, you look too. at her
0: as like a cia operative like she's very good she's like, you know she's very believable in that role and like i guess absent of like her navy navy seal role you Ooh. know
2: like her desk job you're saying because she's very administrative in the film no but right? i'm
0: saying like in the second part where she be, essentially becomes a cia operative like tasked to right. lead this mission you know gotcha because yeah. all, all of those other guys are cia um What's the special op, special operations group for? Yeah, this, para,
1: paramilitary. Yeah,
0: paramilitary people. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. So, so C-. steven you gave it a C minus. What are you going to go, Mike?
2: I'm going to keep it at C minus. C I'm not, Yeah, I'm going. I'm oh. gonna, I'm going to join you there, steven I'm
0: with you. All right. I'm. I'm going to give it a C plus. Okay, right. okay. Be be a little contrarian here, but it's still, it's still C. It's it's still a C. Yeah. It's still C. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, before we get out of here, I, we, we didn't ask you. Uh, we're you know, obviously the Mitch Rap Pod. So, oh. what is your last question? What is your favorite rap character?
1: I got to be honest. I I love Mitch, but Scott Coben's my favorite. Mm.
0: Hell yeah! That's 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 a popular answer. That's a very popular answer. Hey, so he like really termos. is. See, he, I he would love to see. Really is. Kyle do something like Tom Clancy did here, where he would have these two storylines going of these two people and they're in the same universe. Like I would love to see a Scott Coleman book by himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean we kind of got that with, with yep. Term Limits and Vince, but he was the villain, you know. But like when he's good, I would love to see Scott just, you know
1: Well, you know, Ben Coles did that with his 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 last book, The Russian, uh mm-hmm. Rob Tacoma. Who okay. is Oh, you gotta re, it, it's good. He, a he's a, he's so. a former Navy SEAL and, uh, he is Dewey Andreas's right hand man, like okay. Mitch and Scott Coleman. So Rob Dacoma, um, the Russian is about Rob. I mean, okay. Dewey's in it, but it's just a small, small role. Um, but yeah, I, I love, I love Scott Coleman. I heard
2: I know we said last question, but we have a cover for "Enemy at the Gates." Have you given any forethought to a possible drink pairing? We got the nice oranges and red <laughs> in the cover. Uh, I do not yet. I, I'm oh, going to ask.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
2: you plan ahead. Uh,
1: yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I've I've seen it out, and actually, I I really like it. Uh, I don't too. like the name though. I think it's too close to the previous. The Enemy. well not just a movie but there's another uh, oh, enemy enemy of the state enemy of the state um, right right you know if I was on the editor editorial team I, I wouldn't have agreed to uh, name an enemy at the gate but um, yeah I ha- actually I have several I don't know if you want me to share them with you now but um, Jack Daniels oh, okay. uh, fire which is okay. Pretty good. (laughs) It's that cinnamon red. Oh, yeah, because
0: it's got that cinnamon red. Nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And um, there's um, another one that I'm going to hold off because I'm not sure. What I'd like to do is when I get my either if I get an ARC or once I get the book, I'll post, hey, I just got it. And then I'll read it and then write the review, and I'll do separate different drink pairings. But yeah, definitely Jack Daniels Fire. Looking forward to that. Cool. Yeah. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, where can uh, our listeners find you, Stephen?
1: They can find me on Instagram at Book Launcher Reviews and then on Facebook as well as uh, Stephen uh, Hendricks, Hendricks Book. Yeah, with the V, uh, yeah. Hendrix book
2: reviews. That's an awesome logo. I think he said one of well, your thank you. daughters. My my that.
1: my oldest daughter. She has her own marketing branding company. Uh, put that together for me, and she's nice. working on my website too. All right. Cool. All right. Do you, any idea when that will drop or when that'll be? Uh, hopefully, uh, this summer. Uh, okay. If not, around Fourth of July. Uh, right afterwards so all right cool
2: and thank you to your other two kids for their service i think you said coast guard and navy navy yes Yes, sir all right thank you Uh, well thank you great to hear best of luck to them
1: well thank you i appreciate that guys i appreciate you guys you guys are wonderful oh thanks
0: so we hope you enjoyed that interview uh, it was great talking to Stephen. It was great uh, discussing without remorse and you great know, guy picking apart you know what he does and um, really I encourage all of our followers to go out follow him. You know he's plowing. He, I before you joined on Mike I, I was talking to him in the Zoom and I said how how many books you know a month do you read? And he, he was like well I do it by week so I typically do two a week at least. But he he said he could do it, you know three maybe four um, on on a good week. So man. He said he does most of them by audio, which I, I appreciate because that's what I do. Right. But, he, you know, when he gets the arcs, he, he has to read them, he says. So he can he can do two a week. That's 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 some uh, that takes a lot of will. But he enjoys doing it. So keep it up. Keep it As up. long as he's not drinking all those bottles while he reads. <laughs> that Just was a funny then... story. I, I had no idea that the reason he posts all these little mini bottles is because he His has stepfather's a, bu- liquor store, a yeah. bunch of them. That's funny. Party, party at Stephen Hendricks' house. So, yes. Well, maybe
2: two mini bottles a week. Not too bad. <laughs> there you go.
0: Not two of those full, you know, 750s. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so I guess I forgot to mention at the top, but um, so we are doing a May giveaway. Any paper book, paperback right. book or Kindle book of your choice. So if you want to join our Patreon, go to our website, Uh You can... Click on that little orange button and subscribe, be entered in that giveaway. Hey, what do you
2: think about Without Remorse? Oh. you can pick a wrap paperback or we'll even buy you a copy of Without Remorse. How about sure. that?
0: If you wanna if you wanna read what you the want? if you wanna read the book, which is very different than the movie and it's very right. good. But like like most um, you know, if you go back and read Tom Clancy or you go back and read um what's his name? The guy from the Born series, I always blank on his name. Ludlum. you know those those books were written at, at a certain period. Even you know we we did George Smiley, right? In our Tinker Tailor right, Soldier Tinker Tail. Spy, yeah, you know they're written at a certain time, so you have to sort of like think about them like as they were written. But you know, very different, but uh, v- still very good book, very very compelling. So yeah, there are good ways to adapt the stories.
2: But there's also ways to get it horribly wrong and piss off the original fan base. So yeah. It could go either way. could go either way. So, yeah. anyways. But maybe maybe the opposite. You attract a whole new fan base who then picks up a book and says, hey, I like this more. Or, I like this too. And that would be a great outcome as well if this brings more people to the thriller world. Yeah. Maybe we need to do uh, some
0: Tom Clancy book reviews on the spot. Yeah.
2: Well, we need to get to some post-Mitch Rap planning because December is fast approaching <laughs> when we have our last Mitch Rap uh book it's on the coming. Card, It's coming,
0: so. it's coming guys. Well, I don't want it to come to an end, but it all good things There will things be a stage 2. Well, there yeah. will be. There will be. There will we'll, we'll be. So, what does the MCU call it? Phase 4. Phase 4? Four. We're, we're so we're enter we're like we're entering, late we're going late, to enter late phase, phase two. one, entering phase 2. So, we'll, right. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right, so again, we can't uh, thank you guys enough, but we need to thank our patrons, our special operator, Sherry F., our special agents, George, Matt, Don, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, Jeff, and Mark. Uh, Please subscribe, rate, and review using your favorite podcasting platform. You can find us at mitchrappod.com or at mitchrappod on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, just let Mitch be Mitch.
2: Hey, well, we'll have to invite you back. I mean, maybe American Assassin next month, and um, we'll do part two of our movie
0: reviews. Yeah, no, yeah. what we would love to do is—I—I I, I really want to—I uh, want to have a pod where we bring on a bunch of different people and discuss uh, American Assassin, both the book and the movie, because I feel like we—we made a conscious effort or a conscious decision not to start our series with American Assassin, even though I think most people nowadays. When they read the series, they start with American Assassin. Yeah. But um, so it's just it's such an important book. And they shit the bed with the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And do you know they have two covers for it as well? They have a, a red cover and they have a, a, a silver cover. And really? I have both. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I have both. Um,
2: huh. This is for the book. Yeah. See which one do I, I think I have a black and red one. I have the one on the. I have the one on the.
0: I have the no, silver that. one. Yeah, actually, I, I have the sure. red one. I have the red one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I have the silver one.
0: Oh, I actually like both those covers.
1: They're yeah. pretty solid. They're pretty yeah. solid. Well, yeah. we do. I don't know if
2: you've seen we do the cover postings every time we do a book. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I love so, that. I love that.
2: I was thinking about including the movie cover on our American well, assassin one.
1: I
0: think that comes on paperback now. Like if you buy a paperback, it that does. comes on the paperbacks as yeah, well as audio. With Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. Well no, as as audio. On the audio.
2: Dylan O'Brien as the casting, I was with you. It it totally, I said, no way. I said, absolutely no way. Mm-hmm. And I remembered like, this is what 20 year old, 21 year old lacrosse bro, Mitch Rapp, And I was kind of like, maybe it works for that stage in his life. But I can't see them using him ever as an older Mitch Rapp. That like the dark skin. They say his eyes are like pools of oil, and Dylan O'Brien doesn't have that like dark eyes. Like multiple times, the book say Mitch Rapp's eyes. You look at them, you think you're looking into a pool of oil. Mm-hmm. This Mitch Rapp, this they're Mitch so black. Yeah, has like blue eyes, and
0: he's all like shiny. It, eh. it worked for the Lax Pro part, but it, it didn't work for it. it. it did. See, I love my when I think of Mishra, I I like almost envision Gerard Butler.
2: Gerard Butler, same here. Mm -hmm. Another badass. Yeah, we could do a podcast on the Olympus series.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We could, we could. That would be a good one. All right, thank you for joining us, Stephen. This is awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks so much. much. We'll do do it it again. again. Absolutely, yes, sir.
2: All right, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, gentlemen.